Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Can you imagine what it's like being in Israel right now? We spoke with someone who is in the Beersheba region of Israel, Avner Bosky. He is with Final Frontier Ministries and told us what's going on, what it's like to live there right now. Avner Bosky, Final Frontier Ministries in Beersheba, a region of Israel, a friend of Dr. Michael Rydelnik, and now a friend of ours. Good morning, Avner. Good morning, Kate. It's great to be with you. Tell us about your ministry first. Well, uh, my wife and I are believers. I'm Jewish. We've lived in Israel for over 40 years, have been involved in pastoral, evangelistic uh, teaching, uh, scholarly writing, and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, We do music and worship. We have discs. We have books, etc., that's great. Okay, well, now, earlier we, when we were connecting with you, we heard like a siren, some kind of warning go off, is, and you said, well, that's just background noise. Is that background noise these days or it's always? Real, it's real background noise. Yeah. It's what you call an uh, air raid alert uh, siren for um, uh, rockets which are being fired from um, on civilian areas in Israel, non-military mm-hmm. Right. And they're being fired from Gaza in the middle of civilian areas. So it's a, that's actually a double war crime. Uh, but that's been going on for many years, 15 years at least, and we have never dealt decisively with it yet. Yeah, I, I've heard that basically you have missiles coming at you every day. Yeah, technically missiles have a guidance system. These are rockets. They're more primitive, oh, rockets, but they still okay. do damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rockets, not every day, but it depends where. Some, yeah, uh, yes, closer to the Gaza, what's called the Gaza envelope, every day, mortars and rockets. Here it depends. Like in the past five days, we've had like 20, 30 alerts a day. Uh, closer to Gaza, it's like uh, every five minutes. Mm. Oh, gee. Well, I, we are all horrified around the world. People are horrified by what occurred over the weekend. And uh, tell us uh, your experience and uh, and then what's going on right now. Well, at 6.30 in the morning Saturday, we had a rocket uh, alarm. So my wife and I went downstairs to our bomb shelter studio, film studio, recording studio, and after a couple of minutes, we came upstairs and we thought that was, you know, it for the day. But within a certain amount of time, we saw that there were uh, over a thousand uh, Hamas jihadi terrorists. This is like ISIS coming mm-hmm. in on motorbikes and pickup trucks and uh, paragliders. Uh, and they began to attack the farms, what we call in Hebrew uh, kibbutzim or moshavim. And uh, they went in and basically uh, were shooting families in their beds shooting little kids just yesterday uh um the searchers from the israeli army discovered uh, 40 babies who had been uh, shot and uh, many of them with their heads cut off um women uh, young women uh, um two, there was a, a um, music festival 250 young people at the music festival were gunned down uh, young women there were actually uh, raped by the jihadi terrorists with the dead bodies around them. Uh, over 150 Israelis were uh, kidnapped and taken into the Gaza Strip, uh, and there have been snuff uh, videos uh, like porno snuff 
uh, of uh, jihadi people uh, mass raping and cutting off heads of soldiers and torturing and killing children. So we're dealing with something like ISIS, but it's not in Iraq and it's not in Syria. It's as it were next door. And uh, Osama bin Laden doesn't make for a good neighbor. And that's what we're dealing with at this point. And the support for this is coming from the country of Iran. They're mm -hmm. the ones who supply money, weapons, and strategy to both Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah in Lebanon, and Syria. So uh, they want to be the next power in the Middle East. And part of this is a, a message that they're sending that they don't like Saudi Arabia. They want to be in charge of Islam. And they don't like Israel. They don't like America. And uh, so this is politics by another, uh, using another language. Yeah. You know, and these are not, uh, there is a difference between Hamas and your, I don't know, average Palestinian, if you will, uh, in that uh, these people are funded by yet another country who really wants to pick on Israel. And we right. would, you know, it's not just, it's not just these poor people in, in, in Gaza. It is people coming in from other places or being yeah. sponsored for violence. Could you, could you imagine, Kate, doing a radio show like in 1944, and we're discussing the British and American bombings of Dresden? Yeah. And we're saying, well, you know, the Germans who, uh, they're innocent Germans being hurt. That was not a discussion in '44, right? Uh, and there were so many Germans who supported Hitler and fought in the army and intelligence and everything. Uh, there are certainly uh, uh, Palestinians in the Gaza Strip who are prisoners of Hamas. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, 187,000 of them have moved out of the cities and are trying to get toward the Egyptian border. Um, and because Israel said, "Please get away from the cities." Because Hamas puts its um, uh, high Q, its its command, its HQ, its headquarters under Shifa Hospital, that's been known for years. So, in order to actually uh, stop the high command, you have to take out a huge hospital. Israel's never done that. Uh, so, yeah, there are Palestinians who are caught uh, as hostages by Hamas, and um, but again, Israel is twenty over twenty percent Arab. And right. those Arabs are citizens of Israel, pay taxes. Some of them fight in the army as well. Uh, they live within a few minutes of me. There's no apartheid going on here in this country at all. But there are no Jews, <laughs> no Jews in Gaza. There's no occupied territory there. Mm -hmm. These are people who are basically convinced, based on the teachings in the Islamic scriptures, uh, that if Jews are sovereign, that's an affront to Islam and they need to be taken out. Yeah. It's kind of like 9-11, but in Israel, 9-11 doesn't happen once every 30 years. It happens once a day. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. But they, uh, I think my point about the Palestinians was they could go to Egypt, but they won't let them in. They won't let them into Jordan. So yeah, they're pawns. Yeah. yeah, when Egypt was in charge yeah. in 1948 through 1967, they would not let any Palestinians come to Egypt. They right. set up machine gun posts, not allowing them. And Egypt doesn't want those people in, but maybe in a humanitarian situation they would. The problem is, it's kind of like the movie Hook. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but there's a point where Dustin Hoffman as Hook says to Peter Pan um, that uh, if you do not fight me, 
I will come and fight your generations. I will yeah. come from generation to generation. Like it says in the Bible in Deuteronomy, in the numbers about Amalek, Deuteronomy, that Amalek will be at war with Israel until they're removed. And so we're dealing with here what's called a just war, the type of war that David talked about in Psalms. We're talking about people who want to totally destroy, like it says in Psalm 83, this consortium of nations which is trying to destroy the Jewish people. And as believers who love God's heart, we know that Isaiah 63 says, in all their affliction, God is afflicted, and all the Jewish people's affliction. So it's a very, very heavy thing. We're on the front lines of fighting jihad in this war. We're on the front lines of fighting Iran in this war. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. What is, I, I think it's such a, uh, there's so much history to this. I love to, uh, when you dig it all out, you realize uh, they don't hate you for living in Israel. They hated you before you lived in Israel. <laughs> they hated right. the Jews, you know, and that's, yeah. and it's, and they pretend it's this, uh, this yeah, little you know, square open, of land. Revelation 12 says that the uh, hatred of Satan when he's cast down to the earth, he goes and persecutes the people who gave birth to the Messiah. So Satan knows his Bible. And Satan knows that according to Romans 11, 12, and 15, when the Jewish people believe in Jesus, in Yeshua, which is his original Hebrew name, there will be life from the dead for the entire world and much greater riches for the nations. And so he's trying to take us out. He's been doing that through the Nazis, uh, unfortunately, even through some in the church, like the Inquisition and the Crusades. Uh, but that's his, that's his modus operandi, and that's what he's doing here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, somebody was talking about love for Israel before, the weathermen, and it reminded me of Psalm 102, where it says uh, in verse 14, For your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. Um, and so this is part of what a believer is. A believer has a heart for what God has a heart for. Absolutely. And he loves and intercedes like, Psalm, like Isaiah 62. It says, I'm not going to hold my peace for Zion and Jerusalem until all the prophetic promises over her get fulfilled. So this is really a wake-up call for my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, the body of Messiah across the world and in Florida, to be praying uh, for the protection and the salvation of Israel from her enemies, because these are the same enemies that David was fighting in his day. Amen. Well, what is the church doing right now? Because we are, um, you know, we pray for, we're praying for Israel. Believe me, we are. Uh, what? But what is the church there doing now, the Christian church doing? Is there any help coming? Well, I think, you know, um, Again, one of the things culturally is uh, most Jews who believe in Jesus uh, are believers. They're part of the body of Messiah, part of Christ. But because Christianity has been so negative, most of us don't use the term Christian for ourselves. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we use uh, the term, uh, you know, believers in Jesus. So right now in the country, there's maybe 15,000 or more Jewish believers and maybe five to 10,000 Arab believers. We're not talking about necessarily the traditional uh, non-evangelical, non-born-again uh, mm -hmm. believers. Um, so there's a lot of prayer going on. 
a lot of intercession. Uh, three uh, young um, Israeli soldiers, believers, have laid down their lives defending the country. Uh, they were uh, murdered on Saturday. Um, one of them is the son of a pastoral couple from Ashdod. Uh, you know, I'm uh, writing a lot in terms of newsletters, but people are gathering a lot in terms of um, uh, prayer uh, for Israel. And, and again, most of the friends of my, my kids are in the army right now uh, on the front. So that, that's kind of what's happening here. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, the, it's, it is just uh, just horrifying. I, I don't know a better word for it, for what we see is going on. Are there yeah. things that you think we don't know that we should know? Oh, totally, totally. You know, I encourage anyone who wants to uh, have a newsletter, which uh, comes out just about every day during war times. I wish it weren't so. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can certainly give people our link uh, afterwards uh, sure. to get a hold of that. But um, you're talking about um, um, stuff um, which is like ISIS in Syria and Iraq. You're talking about uh, torture, uh, mass rape, um, killing of babies. You're talking about... Um, and this is this is what would happen if we didn't have a fence around Gaza. We yeah. left, and there's a fence. So the stuff that we hear about in the news or here, this is real, and it's a threat to the West as well. And uh, Iran, if could take over the Middle East, would do this in Saudi Arabia, would do this in Israel, would do this in Egypt. They would do it to most Muslims as well, who are not as zealous as they are. Uh, it's a murderous uh, thing which is going on. Yeah. And well, the the history of what happened in Iran in the last hundred years is, uh, it should tell us a lot as well. That, um, yeah. yeah, it's just, and I think people don't uh, understand geography <laughs> or history yeah. well enough to know what's really going on there. And like There's you're the size of, of New Jersey, right? Israel yeah. is about yeah, yeah, even smaller. Yeah, uh, the uh, when we all breathe out at the same time, we're even smaller than Rhode Island. But uh, <laughs> it's it's a really? smaller country. <laughs> but for whatever reason, God says He loves us, and it says in Romans eleven twenty eight and twenty nine, the gifts of God are irrevocable. The calling and the gifts He's given us, and uh, grace is God taking us from the nations like dry bones. Uh, we thought we were totally destroyed in the Holocaust. This is Ezekiel 37. And he's bringing us back to the land in unbelief that's done by the Spirit of God, but we don't yet have the Spirit of God, most of us. And then he said, there's going to come a time I'm going to fill you with the Spirit of God. It's verses 9 through 11 in Ezekiel 37. And he's going to fill us with the Spirit of God. We stand on our feet and we are a mighty army, much, much. And I can tell you, in the Middle East, this is not a mighty army just handing out tracts. Uh, if you look at Ezekiel 38 and 39, you've got the war of Gog and Magog. You've got a lot of unfriendly neighbors. And so this is what's coming. And one thing I like to tell people is these prophetic uh, words, these prophecies, are actually invitations to us not to sit back like a couch potato with a remote in our hands and say, interesting, what's on the other channel? Mm -hmm. But to say, God... You're about to do this. Would you do it? Or God, Israel is being attacked by people who want to destroy them. Would you protect them? When one looks at Psalms that way, all of a sudden it's a totally new book. 
Yes. We're talking with Avner Bosky, Final Frontier Ministries in Beersheba, a region of Israel. And uh, Boka Tov, it's, it's one of the few words I know how to say, because I... I <laughs> And shalom. <laughs> but, those are uh, good words. <laughs> those are good words, yeah. But uh, could you just, uh, I hear the, I hear things going overhead now, am I right? Is that? Uh... Yes, we actually are on the uh, milk run between uh, Nevatim Army Base, uh, Air Base, I'm sorry, and the Gaza Strip. And also last night, probably two or three in the morning, we had a bunch of American uh, uh, Air Force transport planes come over to help uh, resupply uh, Israel because um, each rocket that Hamas fires is about $500 and each Iron Dome that we fire is about $50,000. Uh. And uh, so when you're talking about having to go all out war, uh, resupply is very important. Um, in 1973, uh, Alexander Haig and even President Nixon and Kissinger, in the end, uh, were very helpful to save Israel from actual collapse when we had 21 Arab countries come against us to try to destroy us. So this resupply is very helpful, and we're very thankful for that. Oh, amen. Well, uh, and I, we pray that our country would have the good sense to uh, support Israel as well and continue to do that. You can text FRONTIER to 888 uh, for the latest on what you're doing, uh, anyone, any of our listeners can text FRONTIER to get more information uh, about Final Frontier Ministries. Text FRONTIER to 888 And Avner, do you have any final words you'd like to um, share with us this morning? We so much appreciate all those believers who, who have a heart the way God has a heart for Israel and who are praying, it's so important. It's hugely important. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes we feel our prayers kind of, you know, just kind of dribble out and fall on the floor. No. Uh, God uh, stores all our tears in a bottle, and He stores these intercessions, and He calls the whole world in Isaiah 62 to really keep praying until these things happen. So He wants believers in Florida and around the states to be praying for these things. Remember to pray for the protection and the salvation of Israel, this is so important. And the, would God have uh, spare as much life as possible in war? War is hell. But again, the uh, if you don't stand up against Hitler, you get the whole world a Nazi slave. And the same thing is true here with Hamas. Thanks for listening to Curtain Gate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.